You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Boys Don't Cry and we're in part two of a discussion about intoxication. I'm joined by Catherine Bohart and Brennan Reese. We have definitely spoken a lot about alcohol, intoxication, why we do it, what it adds, the difference between the genders. I want to move on to all forms of intoxication now in part two. And we're going to start right at the bottom with the gateway drug that the people who don't take any drugs takes. It's in my hand right now. It's the one thing I think I would rather retire than give up as I would have no career without it, coffee. To me, to say that coffee is not a drug is the most absurd thing. If there is one thing that can transform me from a sloth in a chair with no ideas into an Einstein of creativity who's everyone's mate for two hours solid on a stage, it's this stuff. I do not drink a drop of alcohol before I go on stage. I've certainly never touched any form of drug unless it's paracetamol before I've gone on. But coffee to me, empowering, um, transmogrifying. and But what I've noticed is... <clears throat> having spoken to my male and female friends, is there seems to be a slight gender divide, Brennan, in how men use coffee. There's a lot more of this language I just used, which is, sounds a little bit like the alcohol language. Fuel, change, rocket, take off. Whereas a coffee in some other neck of the woods might be, you know, a warm bowl hugged with two hands met in a cafe while we talk things through so coffee could be unifying and socializing as well now i'm not saying there is a gender divide but amongst my friends there is do you use coffee or caffeine or even tea which is shitloads of caffeine in it tea drinkers so back off with your judgment <laughs> brennan do you use coffee in this way how do you use it i'm quite new to coffee right because i thought like it's just that thing that your, your mum and dad have when they're not drinking gin is this story um, going to end with and i stole a load of plates when i was on a rabbit <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have stolen some Starbucks mugs in the past. Here we go. I'm that, just putting that... a pattern here, aren't we, that's not related to intoxication. I don't... <laughs> I'm a thief. I'm an absolute thief. <laughs> um, I, I, I just quite like, like, I think it's a bit snobby. Along with alcohol, do you know where you get like people who are like, oh, well, it's this type of whiskey or it's, oh, it's this type of wine. So I never really got into it. And then I was like, oh, this is quite good. And I do use it for fuel. I don't use it for, like, I will say, let's go and have a coffee, but I might just have a water or a juice. I use it in the morning i used to have red bulls they were too much then i'd have coke coca-cola 
and that was too much, and now I have coffee. Yeah, I'm glad you added cola because we all thought you were dicing a massive line off your breakfast bar before you left the house. <laughs> um, but Catherine, I mean, I've definitely had that experience of turning up to a meeting or going to meet my mum and my auntie or something, turning up not really, you know, I'm not feeling talkative today, being a miserable bastard who had a bad gig the night before. And the second I get that really strong triple shot coffee in me, I'm like, so how's, how are my cousins? How's John doing? And I'm everyone's mate. I mean, it's a narcotic effect yeah i don't think coffee is gendered like i think as a society we often say let's meet up for a coffee what we mean is like i'd like to hang out with you but i don't think you're a good enough friend for drinks like we, we know like, we don't, we don't <laughs> wait a minute to, I don't hold on a gendered. second you can't say that so the people that are asking me for coffee are the ones that don't like me enough to ask me to it's the like pub. i don't want to spend an evening with you but we should catch up you know like Fuck. let's do it but like let's not commit to anything you know what I mean? and then that's because like if a coffee goes well you end up drinking don't you if it goes, yeah yeah it's not like you but I would say that I, I hate to take it from you, but I, I don't think it's just fuel for men. Uh, well, it, I think I use it to wake up and to get my ideas going, but also to like before gigs, I often have a coffee. I would say I have to be careful of the tipping point with coffee and um, before mm-hmm. gigs. I don't know if you find this where like I can very quickly go from yes, okay, I'm alert, I'm present, I'm awake, that did it for me, I'm great, I'm good to go, to, I can't speak in a moderated tone, in fact, I'm, if anything, I'm speaking too quickly, but I know that, I know that I am sweating, but I can't really slow yeah. it down at any point, and that becomes disconcerting to an audience. <laughs> that becomes my career, that's been my, that's been my career for a decade. Yes, but, but you, you can do it. that as a dude, <laughs> but if I speak too quickly, it's high-pitched, and we can't possibly understand her, why is she shouting at us? Well, Russell, I, I, I think that Catherine's link has gone a bit weird. I just hear some <laughs> real annoying noise. <laughs> well, when, funny enough, when I started stand-up, there was an Irish comedian called Janice Fair. I don't know if you know her. And we could not be on the bill at the same night because we both had the same regime. We were both coffee-detonated uh, nutters. Funnily enough, the only other comedian I can think of that would that has that sort of caffeinated let loose on the mic is Ashling, which is also Irish as well, which is purely coincidental, but she's very much 100 miles an hour. I already when speak she seizes fast the- on stage, so I really have to be careful about caffeine because they get, I, even me trying to slow down for a British audience is still way faster than most of the people can will go so i do need to be careful of it and what about okay so coffee's not gendered obviously not but what about the snobbery around coffee it's slightly gendered isn't it aren't you more likely to find wanky guys with onion buns and thick rimmed glasses talking about arabica than you are i'm not saying coffee buyers and coffee sellers obviously men women have a vested interest but in everyday life oh yeah like mansplaining is is product neutral sure like people they'll do it about anything (laughs) sure but you do get like I think it's a class thing more than a gendered thing because you oh, get right. like Interesting. middle class. You can get mm. mansplained by a middle class lady who's going, "Do you know what grande means?" <laughs> like, no, I want a big one. Yeah, like, yeah. To be fair to her, grand the grand. No, to be fair to you, grande does mean big. That should not need clarifying, should it? If but, you can't get from grand to grande, you need to ask yourself some questions. <laughs> but one of the on, on those menus, this what confuses me because I feel like a knob when I order a coffee because it's so long. But isn't like one of them is tall and one of them's grande? Yeah, yeah that's but, fucked up. But they both don't mean the biggest. No, they don't. No, this is true. It's confusing. No. Okay, well let's 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 move on to more meaty territory and let's talk about the other form of intoxication without incriminating ourselves. Let's put let's put drugs in two families up and down. 
there is zero point in me, I'll, I'll, I'll venture out onto the plank first, there is zero point in me taking any drug that goes upwards. I'm not trying to put a halo on here or be whiter than white, pardon the pun, but I do not fucking understand cocaine. I've never understood it. I'm not against it. It wouldn't bother me if it was legal. I don't care if anyone does it. But to me, what's the point? Uh, I've never, I've seen so many people who were perfectly interesting before they went for a suspiciously long toilet visit already. It wasn't like they were boring and introverted and came back out and like, oh, I get it. You know, Terry's having a great night now, poor sod. He's obviously got social anxiety. Terry was fine before. More to the point, Terry's in his 50s. What the fuck is Terry doing? And Terry comes back and has gone from being already interesting and loud and everyone's mate to obnoxious and pitching comedy format ideas at me, even though he's a Tyler from Chingford. <laughs> Why? Am I missing something? But I don't think it's about how you appear to other people. I think it's about how you feel. So I think, like, you do cocaine, she speculates, because despite appearing <laughs> despite appearing confident and interesting to uh, your school friend, who's quite a successful TV comic, you internally feel comparatively like you are... No, oh, do you know what it is? It also, I think, uppers really quieten the mind. If you're, like, a neurotic like self-loathing or, um, you know, self-critical person, they free your mind, they quieten it a lot. And so you can just be joyful without um, self-consciousness. And so that, obviously, we know that the self-consciousness actually in real life translates as um, not telling people how to do their own jobs loudly, uh, which is actually quite useful. But it feels <laughs> like you're finally quiet and free, I imagine. Um, I mean, I can only speak from personal experience. It's the same as if I were to were to get a coffee that was as strong as what I imagine cocaine to be like. But for me, anything like that sends me silent, uh, paranoid, and with an, an immediate desire for solitude. So I don't know if that's uh, unusual. But what is, I've seen some people, we're all at the height of our drunk night out, Brennan, nicely intoxicated, five pints in, no one's being an idiot, Darren's not having, he had his nightly fight, he's having a great, and then all of a sudden everyone's sort of, to me, they look sober again. You, you, talk, you take that and it sobers you up, it's like, well, why don't you just save your money and not buy five Stellas in the first place? <laughs> I think it ruins nights out as well. Like, I've never done coke, but I've got friends who love it. They really enjoy it. And... It becomes more about trying to sneak off and have the coke more than enjoying the night out. That's interesting. Yeah, so the true. the ritualistic aspect of, of the consumption is, is is more appealing than the high. Yeah, and I also think wow. that anything can't like. There's nothing in the world that is that good that I would have to sneak off to the toilet to have it. If a someone poo? said to me, "What about a poo? <laughs> no, never." <laughs> But not sneaky, you'd proudly walk, wouldn't you, Brett? Oh, yeah, you'd proudly stride off. You would, Catherine. <laughs> no, I'm going for a boo, walk. I'm going to sing it, I'm dancing. I'm... <laughs> but I, I just think it's a horrible, why would you want to go and do it, the three of you, all crouched in a little, you know, cubicle, and it's, oh, God. Like, one of my friends once was so, we, we were at a music festival, and he was just so obsessed with getting some coke, and we were abroad, it was one in Spain, and there was brilliant bands on, we're all having a great time, and his night was ruined and he disappeared. Mm. And in the morning, he came back and he was gutted because half his face had dropped and he'd, he'd spent about 50 euros on a bag of Candorel. And you go, what, what are you... 
this is that your night was not good because you were just obsessed with trying to reach that high. Yeah. Terrible. And also begs the question, how much Candorel do you have to take to have a stroke? <laughs> clearly there is <laughs> clearly there's a threshold according to your mate. Yeah. And the other way, much more appealing to me, um, with my um, hamster on the bloody um treadmill energy, is to go downwards to have a join or there are other things that I'm, I'd be too scared to do, like ketamine and barbiturates. I don't even know the name of the barbiturates, but um Valium. There's loads of things that you can do over that side of the family to chill you out. Now, I will admit, I definitely went through a good 10 years where I would have a, a spliff at night, a joint at night, and that totally chilled chilled me out. It was part of my nightly ritual. But again, it kills conversation dead. Other people have a very different experience with with weed and I feel like we need to draw a distinction here between genetically and chemically altered skunk weed and what I call granddad weed that come up from the ground like yam as one of my neighbours used to say (laughs) you know proper granddad weed with the seed in that you flick out normal weed never had a negative experience on that I wondered if you know people that have or if you have an opinion on it Catherine are you I've only had terrible experiences on weed interesting awful it makes me immediately paranoid um But was it skunk? I don't know. I bet it was. You're not supposed to have that much um, active cannabinoids in a, something you're smoking. Yeah, I hated it. And um, tried it a few different times and it's always the same outcome where either I felt very little or I felt incredibly anxious um, and paranoid. And yeah, it just doesn't do it for me, I'm afraid. I really wanted it to, but I think... Um, I should say that I'm on medication for OCD and I think drugs in general make me paranoid um, because I don't think they mix very well, at least in my brain, they don't mix very well, Um, which is also I think why my hangovers often go there as well. Like it's much worse since I've been medicated. So I think maybe that takes the fun out of it. So for me, it's like red wine's just a better option than weed. I love a red wine. Stop saying red wine. Red wine. I love the red wine. Also, what I like about red wine is nobody has to come to my house to get it, for me to get it. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to have a conversation. Mm. Like when I want a glass of red wine to unwind, I don't also want to have a conversation with a stranger. So yeah, on a street corner. you can't self-check out the weed <laughs> until you can. I'm not going to try it again. <laughs> a tiny bottle of Merlot inside a jacket. Yeah. It would be a, wouldn't it be a brilliant way, like a little wine cellar inside a coat? This one, this one's already at the correct temperature. It's a Beaujolais, so you want it slightly exposed <laughs> to the street air to get down to 10 degrees. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, Brennan, um, do you find weed makes people boring? Does it facilitate hilarious nights in like i've had all sat in a circle getting stoned massive pizza just you know i don't do that anymore i wish i did but i've had some great times doing that the only ones i've ever had are like the edible ones because i don't like the taste of smoke um so i <laughs> let me guess I... vim vimto flavored <laughs> <laughs> just anything I'm, it's nice isn't it um i I'd liked it. it. It made me focus more than anything. I felt like my brain had stopped chattering. I melted a little bit into the sofa and I watched a film properly. Like I just had a lovely night and the conversation was fine. It wasn't that interesting, but it felt nice instead of thinking, oh, what are they up to? Oh, should I check my phone? It was really, it was quite settling wow, for so me. quieted you, quieted yeah. you. Yeah. That's the effect it has on me. Um, so I would love to talk more. I want to save time for this dignitized term I've learned earlier, I just want to briefly mention mushrooms and LSD. The reason I mention it is for us guys, one people that work with creativity and surreal images and turns in a story you might not be imagining. It's a drug you would think our lot would be attracted to, not on stage, but to go to Amsterdam for the week and take mushrooms, write down all the hilarious images they had, come back and storm the comedy store, would be the would be <laughs> the dream way of it working, where instead you just sort of soil yourself in an alleyway and get deported is the reality. But uh, I have taken... stories to tell, <laughs> yeah, Exactly, very true. Yeah. My closing story from two years ago. Um, but I've been to Amsterdam, taking perfectly legal um, mushrooms there, and it was one of the most hilariously brilliant, uh, all the stories I told, all the, the shapes I saw in front of my hands. It was fantastic, and I felt like I didn't come back literally with a story to write down or tell, but I felt like some sort of doorways had been opened so that when I am telling stories, something strange might happen or a weird aside might happen. There was like an, like an exfoliation for the skin. The creative bit of my brain just had a little polish that weekend. Now, I certainly wouldn't recommend it, and it comes with a strong warning to please don't go and do mushrooms or LSD, but that was my experience. I don't know if it's anything you've ever tried, Brennan. It, if I'm being really honest, like the idea of opening up all these doors and having these wonderful experiences is like great, but if I'm being totally honest... Drugs scare the shit out of me because yeah. I would be that one girl at a festival that dies. That would be me. I just feel that's what would happen. Wait a minute. You'd undergo gender reassignment and then die all at one festival. Yeah, some that's festivals a last that's a week. Powerful it's long. <laughs> that is a powerful drug. And, and I think it's because I, the, I've, I've never really dealt in drugs. But I remember once I, as, I, probably, I was probably about 21 and I was mind sweeping drinks. And I must have had a drink with some sort of ketamine or something in it. I'm sorry, you know what? Like minesweeping. Do you know where you go around and you just drink the drinks that are left around? <laughs> Do no, you know we this? don't. Brennan, you're going to need to start with this is what minesweeping is and explain it no, because both me and Catherine Drugs scare you, but you're like, let me just put my mouth on the drinks <laughs> of everyone. <laughs> 
But I, I, I've already got, I can already have cold sores, so that wasn't going to scare me. And I never thought people put, put... I like that was your thought process. I'm already got herpes left down every drink in the bar. <laughs> like, I, I, I just wouldn't think, and maybe it's a man thing where that you're like... That is a man thing. Totally. It's, it's also so stupid. And I was just drinking, like, we'd just go round because we didn't really have any money. And you'd be like, ne- just drinks on the side, necking them. And then... Mind I don't have that much, and I it I, it must have had some sort of I think it's ketamine. Is that the one that makes you just go like That's like a horse one. tranquilizer? Yeah. yeah, or you turn into Katie Hopkins. One or of the two it was things. hypno. <laughs> <laughs> whatever yes. it was, I I real I had such a bad experience, and I was I, I could really clearly see what was happening, but I just couldn't move my body. At one point, I got oh, thrown God. out, and then I woke up, and I was being I, so I fell in the fell asleep in the snow. But I'd been sick and I was rubbing the sick on my face. Oh my it, god! It felt really nice, and my friend had to carry me home. And the the next day, I was crying in the shower. Oh my god! So I mean, that's just a lovely story to to finish on there. No, no. <laughs> uh, I mean that that's a lesson, kids, in not mind sweeping. Um, so yeah. we we are out of time, but I really I'm I just I'll we'll be brief because I know you guys you know I've taken up a lot of your time. I just want to finish. Maybe we could all talk about some of our favourite forms of intoxication that aren't drink or drugs and quickly describe them why we like them. That's probably a quicker way of doing it. I, for one, definitely, at a rather delayed stage in my life, am addicted to the high of exercise. It doesn't just last during the exercise. It lasts afterwards. It goes on for a couple of hours afterwards. Something has chemically altered in me, the dopamine, and I love intoxicating myself with it. Feels like a risk-free one, but then you speak to people that have got serious issues with running too much. They bugger their knees up. It starts to interfere with their social life. They get obsessed with doing running at certain times. So that'd be one of mine. And the other one, of course, I don't know if you've ever reflected on it, what a powerful high it is to make a room, a theatre full of people laugh. I mean, this could be to a couples that were having the most blazing row in the car park coming to your gig don't smile, smile a bit, laugh, cry laughing for half an hour and go out altered, properly high in the correct sense of the word and they want, they're they hungry, they want to eat and they go to bed and they've had a wicked night. That's got to be one of the best highs on the planet. Not laughing and making each other laugh in a conversation but sitting in a theatre to take a torrent of it like a drug. So they're the ones I would like to put forward, laughter and, and running as two amazing forms of human intoxication. I wondered if you had any candidates, Catherine. I've got some suggestions if you if you want, but I'd like to hear what springs into your mind. I'm definitely, I can relate to the running one. I definitely think exercise, and I fall in and out of it, but when it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's like, but it's not just a high. It's like, it's a specific type of intoxication that is so smug as to be, just elevating you're just like let me just be clear not only am i feeling great but i am certain that i am a better version of anyone that there could be today uh i also i'm gonna say sugar i'm gonna say sugar is my big drug Ah. of choice i fucking chocolate ice cream sweets they are so to me they're like the drug it's like if sugar is a drug in it it probably is it's like a hug to me it's like I but just it's interesting what you say. So I, 
I'm really passionate about chocolate and in a previous life, one of the last jobs I did was was help launch this chocolate brand called Green and Blacks and I've fucking gone right into the nerdery of cocoa beans and the organic and the farms and all of that. And to me, I do not connect the high of sugar with the polyphenol high of cocoa. And it's just a personal niggle when someone says, I'm addicted to chocolate and they pull out a bit of vegetable fat with sugar in it yeah. that's coloured brown. I, I think that is not a chocolate high and there is strong evidence that the polyphenol cocoa high you get from dark particularly the darker chocolate the more is very very different and is a good high compared to the short term the short term sugar high is a bad one i predominantly eat dark chocolate with salt yeah i fucking love it me. oh fuck i love it <laughs> yeah and then you do do some cardio uh, and win at life <laughs> no but it's my little treat also like actually there has to be some word for the high that comes from exercising and then having chocolate where you're like uh-huh. the social permission to have like it's like mm. not only am I having this chocolate but I fucking earned it. Yeah, you've deposited it in your PayPal account of calories. Which so is you obviously withdraw. problematic Brent, at multiple levels. You shouldn't have to earn food because you absolutely. don't have more value. But yes, it uh, we live in a capitalist structure that means that we hate our bodies and thereby punish ourselves with it. So therein fucking love it. <laughs> uh brennan what could get you high to the point so we're, t- we're talking about intox for it to be intoxication it has to last after the experience you have to walk out feeling altered for the rest of the day in a way that is palpable your dopamine's up your mood's up your appetite might be up your your lovingness might be up some people get it from painting i wish i was one of those people who could just stare at guernica for an afternoon or, and then go out and just ha- have an amazing day some people get it from literature i love literature but i wouldn't say i get intoxicated from it close music maybe any what would you say is yours brennan it's music every every time like if i'm having a shitty day i used to just fill my face with fast food and then 20 minutes later it's awful but i've realized only recently that music if i pop it on in the morning i get into a good groove and it it can just it can literally especially if it's live it's the best thing ever i think I think it's better than comedy. <laughs> I know. I do though. I think it can just take you to a different place. Well, it can take you to it can take you to the full range of emotions. You can listen yeah. to a sad bit of music, a happy bit of music. You could listen to a a funny witty piece of music. So I suppose it's got range whereas comedy really you're only unless you're trying to do a Gadsby and and win <laughs> win the whole comedy forever. We've you, all you're, tried. We've you're all, going you're going <laughs> You're going you're going for a laugh primarily so maybe it's that Brennan do you think yeah I think it's just a whole range of like no one wants to go and watch stand-up jealousy do they or stand-up tragedy but like with music I just think there's a there's a different type of music for how you're feeling it you can elevate that and, and the last one I have to mention is again I don't believe sadly there's no gender divide I believe we are both equally susceptible to I can't find a less offensive term than pussy drunk but i would like to coin one if we can uh, and and that wasn't the one that was suggested to me by the way i've already cleaned that up uh, <laughs> and dignitized if um depending on what what your poison is um and that is the intoxication of being dignitized or pussy drunk is where your behavior your personality is altered where you're so obsessed with shagging this particular new person that you're behaving the way someone would if they had a drug problem. You might be giving up work opportunities. You might be giving up friends and family time. You might, if you've separated, you might not be seeing your children as much as you should. So the proper behaviour of someone on something, except this time you're either dignitized or pussy drunk. Any experiences, Catherine? 
obviously we won't talk about present relationships. Oh, yeah, I've obviously ruined like work opportunities to have sex, but who hasn't? I um I also <laughs> think though, and I've missed countless flights for sex, but I would say the thing that <laughs> Well, hang on, you can't just say I've missed a flight for I've never listen, I've never I I love a nookie, as we've established, I would never, ever miss... The thought of missing a flight would kill any erotic... <laughs> if my case was in the hall, oh, I've got my flight, never, I'm just going to shag into... That would be well, it. I probably would never get a boner ever again. It would be permanent impotence. Wow, that's not how I feel. So, yes, I have missed some flights. But the, the, you know what, the thing that strikes me most about it is, like, in terms of, like, intoxication is... I don't know if you have this. I can feel awfully about my body. Like, I can think I look terrible. And then if somebody, especially when I'm single, especially if I'm like, I get down on my body, if I have sex with somebody and it's good, like for the next week, I'll be like, I am fucking gorgeous. I don't know if you've seen my body, but it Ah. is insane. Like I'll be like stopping in windows being like, hello. And it it can genuinely (laughs) So that's that's like a a cocaine type, a cocaine type high where you've changed your self perception. Wow. Entirely depends on somebody else's drunk? perspective of it, which is, I'm sure, equally terrible. But it doesn't kill, kid any, <laughs> oh. kill any kids in Colombia. So there's that. No, very true. Brennan, have you ever been pussy drunk or dignitized indeed? Yeah, I think I, I I think what it is for me is that feeling of someone like going, it's like a naughty hug, being like, a hug's good, but this is better. <laughs> and you just want more of that. So it's so that, more of that feeling of being wanted than anything else. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's anyone when they're starting a new relationship and fancy someone. I think I'm talking about something slightly stronger than that, where your friends are going, mate, what are you fucking doing? You 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 you're dignitized, you're pussy drunk here, you you what you're not being yourself. You're you're being a dick to us, you've stopped seeing us, you're not see, you're supposed to visit have your daughter visit on a Saturday. You've not turned up to work. Mate, what's going on? You are on a drug, but this drug is a girl you're seeing or a boy you're seeing. Maybe Have you not ever experienced. I, I, like the the way you've just described that. Then I was like, that sounds like a new thing. Yeah, no, that is that is a thing. Catherine, Catherine's had experienced this, right? I definitely have at the beginning of a relationship, like this this tunnel, unhealthy tunnel vision. This girl, this is the this will be. I'm probably like 18. She's the mother of my children. No one else exists. We'll probably slit our wrists and die together before we're 14. Remember, you know, you just go there in your head. Okay, and you if lost she me a says, there, but until then, <laughs> no, teenage. Like boobs, boobs, boobs. Boobs, 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 boobs. Oh, we got, yeah, no, no, mine pretty much was that as well, but then it finished with a, a romantic gesture. That's I mean, that literally many... my Pornhub search. <laughs> but that meant, obviously not the same person, Catherine, because that would make them a wolf if they had that many boobs, oh. obviously. Okay. <laughs> You're not eight teats, come on. Uh, well, uh, we've got to the, we have got to the end of our journey on intoxication. I hope we shed some light. Definitely, definitely noticeable less gender divisions on this subject although we did find some hope you found it helpful i hope you found it informative if you obviously um if you do feel like you've got a problem with anything to do with intoxication and addiction this is not the thing you should be listening to fuck off google something find some brilliant resources uh i hope you've enjoyed today thank you so much to my panel Catherine bohart brennan reese i've been russell kane if you've liked the podcast and you haven't yet subscribed please hit subscribe then keep hitting it because every time you hit it, it feels good you get this dopamine rush maybe unsubscribe then resubscribe just to feel accepted it feels so good see you next time
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 